0: Welcome to the Frequency of Wisdom Podcast. My name is Claudia Esquivel. I'm a psycho-spiritual mentor, writer, and visionary artist, and this is my podcast. In this space, I talk about and explore concepts related to the evolution of self, healing, and the expansion of consciousness with a multi-dimensional perspective. This is not a space to talk about personal growth tips or motivational messages, but a space to talk about the depth of the human experience, emotions, relationships, and what it means to be a spirit. Welcome to episode three, this episode is called Healing Through Compassion, and this theme of compassion has come up a lot in my personal process recently because I am moving through a particular moment in my life where I'm having to deal with a lot of negative self-talk and a lot of difficulty in my relationship with my daughter and a lot of shifts and changes in my life that inevitably lead you to question yourself and to doubt yourself. And so I've really been having to work with this energy and this medicine of compassion to support myself to move through this time. And it's really um, guided me to reflect on how powerful this medicine is and how important this medicine is for our own healing. And it really has made me think about how undoubtedly one of the most important, I would even call, skills or practices for healing is the art of being compassionate towards ourselves and towards others and i call it the art of being compassionate because it's something that we have to learn yes i believe that to be to be compassionate to feel compassion is an expression of our soul and of our heart however because we are driven so much by our un- our unconscious and within the collective consciousness of humanity, there is a lot of negativity and there is a lot of rigid structures that guide us to feel shame and guilt. It can actually be very difficult to feel kindness and to feel compassion. And yet, how important is it to feel those when it is the very nature of being human to be imperfect? And that's what I want to talk about today. So I really want to start out by talking about something that I have said a lot and I will continue to say because it's so important. But we always have to remember that that our actions, thoughts, and emotions are driven and controlled by up to 95% by the unconscious mind, by the information, by the belief systems, by the programming that lives within us from our childhood and epigenetically from the generations before us, who we have inherited trauma from and who we have inherited beliefs from and ways of reacting emotionally from and ways of thinking from. The point is to understand that 95% of what you do of what you think, of what you feel is not in your control. That is the nature of being human. How can we be so hard on ourselves when it is the very nature of being human to act unconsciously, or in other words, to not be in control of what we do? Unfortunately, Or fortunately, however you want to see it, because it also leads us to growth, this wiring, this programming tends to be, because it's part of this limited collective unconscious of the human species, it tends to be information that makes us act in ways, makes us think in ways, makes us feel in ways that separate us from people versus pull us closer to people that pushes people away instead of pulling them closer, that pushes away our dreams instead of bringing us closer to them because there is so much fear within the collective unconscious and within our own because there is so many feelings of unworthiness, of being incapable, of not being enough, and it makes us sabotage our success, and it makes us not follow our hearts, and it keeps us essentially in suffering states unless we do the work to become self-aware and to change. But what's most important to understand here is that we live in a dense reality. We live in the densest dimension of the universe, and so to be in this physical body as this human, to be this holistic being that is both both that eternal soul but is also this limited physical body is to be imperfect, is to live greatly, largely in the unconscious. Imagine how much information we have to keep out of our awareness to even function as humans. If we are that eternal, total All-knowing soul, that drop in the ocean, the ocean within the drop, and we're experiencing life from this limited lens, how much information are we having to keep out to be able to have this experience? So the process of spiritual awakening or evolution is the process of becoming self-aware because we are naturally unconscious. And it is the process of practicing more and more to act consciously, but it is a never ending process. It isn't a destination. So you never get to a place where you're fully conscious and you're like, Oh, I got here. I'm done. You're always moving through more and more and more and more layers. And this really can feel like a futile attempt often. It can feel like we're going in circles. It can feel like we're not actually making progress and we're not actually evolving. Because as you commit to your healing and you go within and you work on yourself and you become more self-aware, you realize that you, as I, as all humans do, we have the tendency to react in the same ways despite knowing it's not good for us. We have the tendency to fall into the same default habits, even though we know that they're not healthy for us. In other words, we have to realize that as humans, or we do realize as we grow as humans, we tend to make the same mistakes. People that have a pattern of being in toxic relationships because they don't know how to put boundaries and they don't have enough self respect tend to have various different toxic relationships before they actually make the important shifts that allows them to create a different reality. People that have self-destructive habits tend to fall back into them and fall back into them and fall back into them many times before they're actually able to heal and change that habit. As for example, in drug abuse, substance abuse, but I would even say uh, addiction to eating uh, sugar and desserts and candy, I mean, it can be something that's like socially acceptable, but it's not necessarily healthy. People that have self-sabotaging mechanisms can realize that they have these mechanisms and can consciously desire to shift out of them and consciously know that it's not healthy for them and consciously understand that it is what's keeping them from the life that they desire. And yet time and time again, they fall into that same way of self-sabotaging. People that have unhealthy emotional reactions like the person that reacts angrily and shouts at their partner or shouts at their children or shouts at their parents and hurts the people that they love can realize that that isn't a good way to deal with their emotions and yet they will keep repeating it time and time again. So if you look around, you look at yourself, you look at the way your family is, you look at the way your friends are, you look at the way that individuals within society are, You realize that we tend to make the same mistakes and go through the same thing over and over and over and over again until we actually make a change. And of course, we are evolving. I believe that growth and life moves as a spiral. It feels like a circle, but it's actually a spiral. And in a spiral, if you see it as a vortex in a 3D dimension, you're never in the same place. You're going in a circular motion, but you're rising. You're going up. You're in a different place. So maybe you had to have three or four different toxic relationships, but in each one of those relationships, you learned something about yourself and you developed new skills and you healed a little bit. And you became aware of important things. And then in the next one, you learned more things and you learned more things. And sometimes we even call it like the universe is testing me. I've heard that said so many different times. It's like you attract the unavailable person. For example, if we stay within this example of relationships and you already know that you do that. And you've done that many times, and you've made the decision that you're going to do something else, and you've committed to your healing, and yet all of a sudden you meet somebody you like them, and you're like, oh my god, it's another unavailable man. The universe is testing me, right? This isn't. This is something that happens. This is a pattern that we can recognize around us. This cyclical nature of evolution, and not even the cyclical nature of our own growth, but really just realizing that. We do make the same mistakes over and over again a bunch of times until we get to a point where we're so sick of it and we're so frustrated and we're so tired and we're so done with that suffering that this power and this will comes from within us that guides us to finally making a different choice. And then we have to practice that new choice over and over and over and over again. And then maybe we fall back and we have to do it again over and over and over and over again. Like making the decision to start meditating or making the decision to start exercising. It's a process that takes time. So it took me years, like so many years to find discipline and exercise and meditation. And I'm also experiencing it now with my daughter who's 10, teaching her good habits, teaching her to brush her teeth, teaching her, you know, to have her room clean. It's like this constant over and over and over and over and over again, right? Right. And so in this process, it's very easy to be very critical with ourselves and to become mean and to become judgmental and to say things like, God, what's wrong with me? Why can't I change? Why do I keep doing this? How, how is it possible that I made the same mistake again? Why do I keep doing to myself? Am I ever going to be able to change? or maybe just believing I'm stuck like this, I'm destined to forever suffer. Because for one reason or another, who knows, the universe has decided that every man I will ever fall in love with will be unavailable, or every woman I will ever fall in love with will be a cheater, or whatever story you want to say. It is very easy, and it can often be the path of least resistance to just be mean to ourselves and to just be critical to ourselves when we grow and become self-aware and realize that the nature of being human is to make the same mistakes again. So how can we heal this? How can we move through this realization and this awareness with more consciousness in a more elevated way with a higher frequency? And my suggestion, my proposition is that we do it through compassion, by remembering that it is not easy to be human by remembering that we are doing our best, we are all doing our very best, and our very best is this this limited, messy, disordered, beautiful version of who we are as humans. Practicing compassion, practicing acceptance, loosening. Our expectations, the expectations that we put on ourselves and on others, loosening it, not saying today I've made the decision that from now on I will run a mile every single morning at 6am for the rest of my life. And I haven't even run a mile in like 10 years. Loosening expectations allows you to access the compassion and the acceptance who you are as a human being and taking the pressure off. We practice compassion by embracing mistakes as part of the growing process, recognizing and understanding that we will make 1 million, billion, trillion mistakes more in our life and it's okay because that's how we grow, because in every moment we do the best that we can, but we only know a certain amount. And the next time we know a little better so we don't make the same mistake, maybe we make another one. And I do believe that this is the path of growth. We practice compassion by learning to feel fully the emotions, pain, guilt, shame, sadness, anger, And yet, while we are deep within these emotions, these difficult emotions, to know at least in the tiniest little part of our being that we are loved unconditionally by life just as we are, we can hold many truths at the same time. We can recognize that in this moment, we are perfect exactly as we are. We are a part of this beautiful existence a drop within the ocean, the ocean within the drop necessary for existence to be whole, because without us, it would be incomplete. And yet it doesn't mean we don't have growth to do. It doesn't mean we don't have things to change. It doesn't mean that we can't do better and that we need to do better and that we should keep striving to be better and to do better. We can recognize that we require evolution while simultaneously fully loving, honoring, and accepting who we are in this moment. And I believe that that is what compassion is. We have so much to be compassionate about towards ourselves and towards others. We have to be compassionate towards the choices that we make in life that end up making us feel like we made a mistake. Mistakes in business, mistakes with money, mistakes with things that we wanted to create that didn't work out. We have to be compassionate towards the fact that we don't know how to love. Nobody taught us how to love healthfully, healthfully. (laughs) And so we have a tendency to hurt ourselves and to hurt the people that we love. Usually the people we love the most are the ones that we hurt the most. And that's the reality. That's the reality of being human. I'm going to say it again. We hurt usually the ones that are the closest to us who we love the most are the ones that we hurt the most. Imagine that. What do we do with that? What can we do with that? We can't change that. That's reality. Have compassion. Have compassion for ourselves. Have compassion for others. Accept. Be gentle. Okay. Nobody taught me how to be a parent. Nobody taught me how to be a kid. I've hurt my parents, I've hurt my children, I've made mistakes. What do I do with that? I can't go back in time, I can't change it. Have compassion. Have compassion for myself. To have compassion for the unkind actions that we take, for the unkind thoughts that we have, for the way that we judge ourselves and the way that we judge others, for the way that we push ourselves, for the way that we treat ourselves for the way that we, we, we often destroy ourselves through our habits. Having compassion towards ourselves for defaulting into unhealthy living habits. Knowing that, for example, me, I have to sleep earlier. I can't seem to sleep early. It's like this eternal battle because I would stay up all night when I was even six or seven years old. I've never actually shared this online, but like, when I was really young, five, six, seven, eight years old, my dad would come home really late. And so I wouldn't go to sleep until my dad would come home because he was kind of my safety anchor. My mother had a lot of problems and she wasn't a stable human being. And so I wouldn't be able to sleep until my father would come home because if he hadn't come home, I would feel unsafe and I would be worried that something might happen to him because I didn't know what I would do if my dad wouldn't be in my life anymore. So I would stay up till three in the morning since I was six years old, waiting for my father to come home. And that led me into having insomnia my whole life. And when I was a teenager, I wouldn't sleep at night. I would sleep in the afternoon. And so now here I am 31 years old and I still can't get my sleeping right. And instead of being mean towards myself, I can have deep and loving compassion and kindness and gentleness towards myself, realizing that me being this way is something that I learned from a very young age, and that I'm doing my best, and that this is a process, and that it isn't my fault, it is my responsibility, but it isn't my fault. And so in the same way to practice compassion for every aspect of who we are today that doesn't live up to our own expectations and the expectations of those around us. Because we aren't perfect. We have to have compassion towards ourselves for needing and wanting love so bad that sometimes we abandon our own needs and our own desires and choose to be inauthentic, in this desire and this search for love. We often are so mean to ourselves for this and we call ourselves needy and we get angry for ourselves for just simply as humans wanting love and all the weird things that we do and all the weird things that we say and all the weird things that we feel because we need love and we call ourselves needy and we call others needy and we judge them and we judge ourselves. What can we do with all this messiness of what it means to be human? We can have compassion. We, have, we can have compassion towards ourselves and towards life and breathe into that humanity, breathe into our humanity with this compassion. And in this way, we can understand That to feel compassion is to allow love to pour into all aspects of what it means to be alive. All these dark parts, all these messy parts, all these parts that we are ashamed of and we feel guilty for. To accept that this is how we are now. To accept that this is who we are. To accept that this is what it means to be human and to evolve. It isn't isn't pretty. It's only pretty on social media. It's only pretty in a photo that is often staged, and it's just one instant. But what about our day-to-day life? What about the way that we are with ourselves? What about the way that we speak to ourselves? What about the way we speak to each other? What about the hidden thoughts within us? What do we do with all that? We have compassion, when we realize that our personal evolution is a process that will last an entire lifetime and that we will never get to a place where we are in just total love with every aspect of our life and who we are and everything within it, understanding that there's always room to grow and there are, will always be more and more things we become aware of within ourselves that maybe we don't love or feel so good about, but we choose to have compassion I believe that it is through the medicine of compassion and the medicine of compassion alone that we can learn to be with the fullness of who we are because without it, it would be much too painful to face all these parts of ourselves that we hide from and all the darkness that exists within us and within society and within the collective. To accept the messy, emotional, chaotic, selfish, envious aspect of what it means to be human, the unconscious, the darkness, to have compassion towards it. Sometimes the medicine and the healing isn't in the strategy, it isn't in taking more action, it isn't in pushing yourself and being more disciplined, Sometimes it's as simple as coming back into our heart to feel love again, to feel gentleness again, to feel kindness again within us, within our heart, genuinely, deeply, towards all of those aspects that we don't know how to accept about ourselves and about our relationships and about our situation and about our life. There are so many things in my life that, I would like to change and that doesn't mean I'm not grateful and it doesn't mean I don't have a beautiful life, but there are so many things. And sometimes when we focus on that, on what isn't enough, what we don't have yet, we get a little lost. And in that moment, we can breathe life into it and we can breathe love into it by inviting compassion and inviting kindness into our hearts And when we come back into that place, I believe that we can make that process of growth a little easier, run a little smoother, more harmoniously, and move through us quicker. Because compassion invites us to surrender and to soften. And when we surrender and we soften, then we can allow the emotions to move through us. We can allow life to move through us. We can allow the intelligence of our soul to guide us. So thank you for listening to this message. Thank you for being here with me. I trust that the message and the energy and the frequency of what moved through here today has arrived in your reality in the precise moments. I honor you and I thank you and see you next week. Thank you for listening and I hope you enjoyed this episode. Please remember to support the podcast by firstly subscribing on whatever platform you are listening, leaving a review if you feel called, and of course, if you love the episode and you share it on social media or with anybody that you think might find value in it, I always super appreciate it. I'd love to connect with you on social media, so please feel free to follow me or contact me on Instagram or on Facebook. And of course, if you'd like to explore how we can work together more closely and how I can support you more in your process, feel free to explore my website at www.claudiaesquivel.com. Everything will be in the show notes. Thank you for being here and see you next week as every Monday there is a new episode.